Hey guys, welcome back. You thought we forgot about you, but we didn't. Welcome back to Turn Bark Time. I'm the Turn. I'm the Bark. And we're still here a long time. Barker, welcome back to season four, episode one. Oh man, it's good to see you, man. How you been? Uh, it's 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 been a while. It's been a minute. Yeah, a hot minute. as the young kids say. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 been busy. Football season's over. Um, yeah, yeah. Girls played soccer. That's over. Yeah, they, um, Emma got a goal. Basketball right? season. Emma got a goal, didn't she? Or two? <coughs> Both of them scored a goal. Both nice. Emma and Addie scored goals this year. Ooh, so love uh, that love that. So. Offensive production in the Barker household is up five thousand percent. Love that. Love that. Actually, infinity percent because I'm I'm good at maths. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps. But yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, uh, and Emma's got her first two basketball games on uh, Saturday. Nice, so. nice. I like it. I like it. So uh, for me, I uh, got married. Uh, Barker was the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, I was there. He literally, no, 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 no. Barker was the officiant and he ran a heck of a wedding. What the best part was is that we implemented my wife's favorite movie is the princess bride. And so Barker opened with. Wav. (laughs) Wav is what brings us together today. It was fantastic. And my my in-laws and all my wife's family were dying, just dying. So it was awesome. Um, and then, yeah, so we did not go on our honeymoon, caught COVID at our own wedding, exciting stuff. Um, and then had my summer gig, went to Hawaii and Alaska, enjoyed a, uh, quite a change in the climate. And then came on back and school started and football season's over for me as well. Um, I get a nice little break through uh, Christmas break and everything winter break, and then I get to come back and get girls basketball going. But you know what, Barker? I posed a question to you since we get to chat every now and then, and I had this thought about how do we pay these people to entertain us, because that's what it is, millions and millions of dollars to play sports and the question they I charge asked, 12 dollars for a hot dog that's also valid very valid but the follow-up question i ask is when did this start so we're going to talk today we're going to talk about the history of professional athletics and and more not the entire history because we don't have time for that and nobody got time for that but we're going to talk about like when did when did we start paying people to to be athletes and really because we in our culture we have massive amounts and don't worry barker we're going to go over the top 10 most paid athletes where you're going to have a quiz show and you get to decide where they fall in the rankings oh <laughs> oh, oh oh so uh do you want to go ahead and get us started well this is a pretty pretty broad topic because it comes down to how do you define athletics and so, like, at one point, I was considering, like, you know, do we consider soldiers to be athletes? Because that's fairly athletic, but then they murder people. Yeah. And so I think that's a different thing. Um, while some of the skills that athletes were known for early on would have been martial skills, 
Um, I think I for me, and this is probably I'm gonna put our put our bias or our limitation out there. Okay. Saying that coming from a Eurocentric yeah, search engine. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Fair. Google. Yep. Um the most I guess the best answer we have is that it's you know early Olympians in mm -hmm. Greece. Yeah. But I, I would venture to say that there was probably some dude that drove a chariot in a race that got paid some coin here or there before that. Could be. We just don't have a written account. Yeah. And that was one of the things that we had noticed that we had we dug into when we were texting back and forth about this or even talked about before the show was that it's hard to find written accounts or historical accounts of this happening. Um, and I think I found... I ran like anywhere between like 480 uh, to 323 uh, BCE is when I kind of started getting um, notes. I got something from Tufts University uh, over in Boston, had it, um, and it talked about the athletes. And so basically, the athlete wouldn't actually get paid for their events. They would not make any money. You were awarded. Um, there was like an athletic circuit and the Olympics were one of part of that athletic circuit is what I found um, for the sport. So athletes themselves would not receive prize money. They would receive like crowns of olive branches or, or other, um, I guess trees would be the correct leaves and branches. Um, but things that would be covered, a town would be, people would go visit, I guess a town, as this person would be a celebrity in the ancient world. So we had things like they would get their meals paid for. Uh, they would get public um, expense or people the public would expense certain items for them. So there would be things like private gyms where they get a tax exemption or they'd get front row seats at like the theater, right? There were ways that in which they helped um, poor athletes, you know, because you couldn't, you had to be wealthy enough to obviously have time to train and it's not until later that poor athletes start getting some stipends and again stipends being in the form of meals um and and housing and things like that um and then the one thing i found that i thought was interesting was there's an ephesian boxer whose name was and i'm gonna probably butcher this but i'm gonna go athodorus um and his coach acted like his agent so his coach would go up to town and like negotiate with like the council for things so that he could keep training as a boxer. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess the way that we really think about it in modern professional sports is that all of their time is devoted to this. And I mean, like, I thought about one of the time periods that really hit me would be like the gladiators, but then like the gladiators were also kind of like slaves. Some right. of them were straight up slaves. So it's like, that's not the same footing but you do have people who eventually will come back and fight in gladiatorial games. And at some point they're going to have to say, well, this is my fee to come do this thing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and so like that sounds like being paid to do it. But then when you get into feudalism in Europe, it's less about like paying somebody to do it or like you get the, you know, you don't get to be a knight because you get to be paid to be a good knight you do it because you can afford to train to do it. So it's almost like a status symbol to be able to do the right. activity. Man. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then 
I think we really get kind of into the more modern sense of what and when to pro sports start when we get near what well, I guess it'd be the industrial revolution. Yeah. Um, think about that, right? Because now that people, well, it's kind of weird because I think people are actually working more. But it, but you automate the system so it allows, in my mind, it allows for more leisure time, right? You are you might be working more, <clears throat> but then when you're off, there's more desire for entertainment, right? Like you're not managing your land, you're not managing your crop, you're not, you know what I mean? People are moving toward the city. It's not, we don't go completely um, urban until obviously after World War II, but, um, but I mean, it gives you some of that, that aspect for a little bit of more leisure time and you have a camaraderie in the factory to be like a team and stuff like that. Well, and that's where like, it makes me think of there's a, not really a movie, it's more of a like, series that i think netflix came out with it's called the english game okay it talks about how like factory workers like you played a lot of british or english and even german teams for that matter started as like community teams or like factory Mm -hmm. teams yeah so like Bayern munich was started by the the Bayern like medicine fat like they make like aspirin and stuff oh um and those have grown into these big like i think Bayern munich is still publicly owned oh like, really it's not actually yeah i i believe I, soccer fans i'm sure would tell me i'm wrong but i soccer is becoming like my number two thing that i follow just because i enjoy the weirdness of relegation and promotion and yeah all that weird stuff like yeah. fifa actually has a pretty solid governmental structure that they push out through soccer to make soccer work the way that soccer works but I enjoy the fact that there's such a strong tie between communities and franchises like Manchester city can like, they, they can never move from man city. Like they're man city in the same way that like man United, like can't leave Manchester. Like, cause that's, they don't, you know, it's interesting to me. Like they have colors, they have badges, but like, they don't really have mascots. Right. Right. There's a few like, like Tottenham is the hotspurs. Yeah. But you know, but like, but that's on their badge too. Yeah, so. but like they're in Tottenham. Like yeah. they don't move, and like every once in a while, like there's, they will like, I guess fragment or like unify, but it it's not as, it almost goes back to like the vibe from basketball. Yeah, yeah. Like you want pro sports without right. people moving around all the time. Yeah. You want them to stay in the same spot, so there is that strong connection, and I think. In the beginning, like, <clears throat> look at, go lay down. Sorry. He's in here trouncing around. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think from what I found in the modern era, the, well, technically baseball starts, the National League starts in base in, in, in 1876. Yep. And the English Football League starts in 1888. Okay. But they've been playing football in England a hell of a lot longer than people have been playing they baseball. Play yeah, absolutely. But like in that, going back to that, sorry, five minute bird walk. Yeah, it's fine. That Netflix series, it was essentially a, a factory team who's playing against like kind of like this this school team, this school club team. Yeah. Of a bunch of hoity-toity gentlemen. Yeah. Um, and essentially like it starts to like this idea of like what well, starts to become so competitive and there's the FA Cup where 
one of the other kind of peculiarities about soccer is that when you get into a playoff system, it's not a bracket like it is in American sports where like these two people play and then you move on. And you like yeah. every round, everybody get you put your name on a ping pong ball and put it through the bingo, you know, hopper. Yeah. And you randomly draw matches, yeah. which love it or hate it. You know, mm-hmm. you could have the one seed play the two seed in the first round and it yeah. everybody goes, Oh, that's terrible luck. Yeah. Um but I mean it I don't know, it gives it a little bit more of a it's exciting. Yeah, you know what I mean? There's a little bit more whimsy well, to like, it. But anyway. It's like how, how teams end up in the World Cup, right? Like with the group stages and stuff like that. Same concept, right? Like they just put it in the bingo hopper, and these are going to be the four teams that are playing. Here you go. That's true. Um, Maybe, I don't know. Maybe that, everybody else does it that way. We don't. Maybe they're right. We're wrong. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's a but, whole nother episode. <laughs> <laughs> um. I just thought it was interesting that, like, you know, we start to get to that point, and in that show, they start playing with the idea of, like, well, this guy's from this town, but we hired him to work at the factory so he can play on our team now. Yeah, it's that first time different. Yeah, you know what I mean? And so it starts to become that, like, you start paying people to, like, move into your community. Yeah. You know, in a way, it kind of feels like kind of like high school recruiting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that does or doesn't happen, mm-hmm. but um, not touching that with a ten foot pole. Nope. But uh, you know, it's it's it, it's not very structured. There's no rules for it. You know, we're now professional football. Well, I guess professional air quotes yeah. <coughs> is played in other countries, and when it's played like in Mexico, like there's a limit on the number of American players they can have per side. Right. Mm-hmm to try and protect you know i guess native players right and just the idea of the sport and everything like that um yeah i think it's interesting that like they and we talk about it and stuff like that and we look because it the so like you take Bayern munich who obviously became a team long before but you have the green bay packers well why are they called the green bay packers they're called the green bay packers because they were a meat packing company and they all got together you know and it's like you said it's one of those things that the city of green bay still owns them so as a whole which is interesting to me, but yeah, that's kind of the rundown. I mean, it was, it's really, we can trace it to Olympians. If we want to trace it to more modern day, we're talking about, you know, baseball for the United States and, and, um, soccer for the rest of the world, really England being the specific, you know, counterpoint. So, but yeah, we're back. Barker, are you ready for the ultimate challenge quiz show? Sure. I'm going to struggle bust through this. These are the top 10 paid athletes according to Forbes. And now this is not just their contract. This is their contract plus advertisements. I was going to yeah. say, because like when you're talking earlier, it's, yep. it's just like Michael Jordan, right? Like Michael Jordan made some money with the Bulls, but like where he really cleaned up was his own. Yep. So these are endorsements included. This is Forbes magazine's top athletes from 2022. Okay. So Barker, um, let's just start with number one. Who do you think is the, has the most, makes the most money in the world of sports lionel messi you are correct sir at 130 million dollars is what he is worth from his thing now uh number two we're going to switch sports so um different sports so we're not playing football or soccer depending on your uh pronunciation and your i guess dialect would we go with that one yeah that we'll call dialect vernacular vernacular oh there you go i like that S-A-T. Um, okay, so next person, 
$121.2 million, this person. Tom Brady, I don't know. Ooh, that's a good guess. Tom Brady's actually <laughs> number nine at 83. Tom Brady's number nine at oh. $83.9 million. So it's not football. Your next hint is, is basketball. LeBron James? It is LeBron James. So oh, you've done number one, Jeff. number two, and number nine. Number three, we're back to soccer. Cristiano Ronaldo? Correct. $115 million, according to Forbes. Uh, number four, we're sticking with soccer. Uh-oh. But, but this time outside his na yeah, his native country is outside of Europe. Oh, well, no, because well, well, Messi's from outside of Europe. He's from Argentina. Yeah. Um, oh, it's not the shoot. What's his name? Your next clue is that he's from Brazil. Yeah. OK. <laughs> I don't know if that helps. Ronaldinho. Um, no, don't do that. <laughs> well, there's a guy named Ronaldo. Oh, gosh. Oh. What's this? What, do we, can you tell me what club he plays for? Uh, no, actually, off the top of my head, I cannot tell you the club place where I can look in two seconds. Um, I was just going to give you the letter, but give me okay, one, one second. Nope, just give me one second. Oh. I can figure this out real quick because it's not going to take me much time. PSG, I believe. Paris Saint-Germain. Yep. Place for I bet Mike will be happy that I knew that. He's a big PSG fan. I have another, I have another buddy who's a big uh, Bayern Munich fan. Okay. Both of them spent time in those countries. Reading for those clubs. Yeah. So I essentially give my buddy Mike crap because uh, <laughs> PSG is the Yankees of. Oh, they spend? Oh, yeah. And there's no limit in soccer. Yeah. Let's just, let's just keep throwing money at them. I love it. Because I'm sure that Messi makes more than like some like American teams put together. Yeah. Uh, he plays for PSG. Yep. No, and he's the, French. And the Brazil. Um, I, I, it's not Mbappe. Nope. Starts with an N. N? Yeah. Last name starts with an N, obviously. Oh, sh Neymar. Neymar. Dang. All right, Mark. $95 million is what he's worth. Okay. Uh, second basketball player at number five. Behind LeBron? Mm-hmm. Steph Curry. Yep, 92.8. Okay. Uh, number six is also a basketball player. <laughs> Hitting you right in your sweet spot, all those basketball players you know. Because I watch so much NBA basketball. That's the point. That's why I'm asking. Um, not Steph Curry. Nope. Who else is big? Who else is big? Um, Durant? I don't know. Kevin Durant. Correct. Kevin Durant. $92.1 million. Look at this guy. Fire. Okay. Now, this next one should be an easy one for you. Number seven is a tennis player. Tell me if it's a man or a woman. 
It's a, oh, sorry. Yeah, it's a male tennis player. This is a shocking thing. So, again, when we talk about this, this could be a whole other topic about talking about the differences in pay between sports. Uh, the top ten are all male. Okay. Um, oh, no, it's not him. He's old now. Um, Nadal? Nope. It's the guy who plays Nadal. They were doubles partners, I think, at one point. Just for fun. Okay, I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, you might as well be saying they played ping pong with. Well, I think they were. I think he. I think this guy retired this year. He just did. Uh, Nadal. No, not Nadal. Did I just say Nadal. You just said Nadal. <laughs> it's it's the guy that plays against Nadal. Um, it starts with an F. With M. F. F. Oh, Roger Federer. Federer, ninety point seven million. The next one's a box. Next one's a boxer. Boxer. Yeah. Somebody our kids talk about, or our kids, are, yeah, they're always our kids. Our kids talk Mike about. Mike Tyson? No, no, no. Fla- George. No, no, think, think, think Quincy. Oh. Who's the boxer from Quincy? Or not from Quincy. Who's the boxer that the Quincy kids talk about? They watch his fights. No say? Diaz, I don't know. No, first name there, uh, Canelo Alvarez. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that. Would okay. never have got that. Yeah, no, I, have no, I have no clue who that is. Okay, 90 just, million. Just pick somebody off the 13th page of like FIFA players. I actually did not do that. Uh, I looked this up. This is from Forbes.com. Uh, Tom Brady, like I said, was 83.9 million, and then 80.9 million is the last basketball player, not from the United No, not from the United States. Well, neither Dirk Nowitzki is not from the United States here, but not from the United States. Uh, oh, 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 what's his name? Uh, um, oh, the big guy. Yep. Um, oh, I can see his name. It's not Dikembe Mutombo. He's done. Um, no. He's the Greek big black. A black. He's from Greece. Yep. Right? Yep. Oh, not Okafor. Hi. Hi, puppy. Um, Who's he played for? Plays for Milwaukee. Yep. Oh, shoot. Name starts with a G. Giannis. Yep. Uh, I'm going to say his name wrong. Uh, Etty, I think it's Etty T. Nope, I'm going to bunch it. I can't. I can't do it to him. I can't. I thought it's a Kembo, but I always say it wrong. It's not a Kembo. It's a 10. His name's longer than that. So I'm sorry, Giannis. I know you don't watch my show. I, I'm so sorry. So You should. You yeah. should. Somebody... Hashtag, you know, find Giannis. Please don't, because then it's going to end up on Sports Center's not top ten, and I'm really embarrassed. <laughs> hey, any press is good press. Nah, that's never mind. Unless you're unless unless you're Kanye, but yeah. uh, uh, that's uh, another thing we don't want to touch with a ten foot pole. Yeah, seriously. Okay, um, yeah. So that's the end of our show. <laughs> Barker, good job. I will give you one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's seven, eight, nine. I'll give you nine. I'm not going to give you Canelo Alvarez because you had no idea who that was. No, which you, is you fair. That guy up. Bar- that guy's pretty good. Me. Hey, that's nine out of ten of the top people. That's pretty good. You're a pretty smart guy. You have a shot at working at ESPN. <laughs> Outside chance. You know, I was invited to go play some trivia with a with a department mate of mine. Uh, we made up a yeah. team of – there was three Two? teachers. or Actually, well, 
two teacher when one two teachers and a former teacher turned administrator but we still love him oh dan's okay. a good we'll man okay. um how'd but, it go uh, yeah we, we we cleaned up did you cleaned up we took first place and we oh, didn't boy. buy any mulligans to get like freebie Ooh, answers like that and we even beat the teams that uh took the freebie answers now i do not take full credit at all okay because there was some tennis questions that i had no clue <laughs> no clue so and we did miss Hopefully. a history question Mark, yeah, do you have that question? some random year henry the eighth passed a law banning or taxing what like 1585 marriage. or 1535 marriage huh marriage no beards oh yeah there you go. yeah because that's the most important thing that henry the eighth did right was tax beards dude i side note just for fun I get to tell our Henry VIII story still because it it makes the world of exploration so much more fun, <laughs> or the age of exploration so much more fun. So, all right, Bark. I think we have just shut the door on episode one. Uh, hope everyone enjoyed watching. Nice little twenty-five minute episode for you. Just nice yeah. little sprinkle. Nice little get you back into it. If you didn't like it, tell us what you want us to talk about. We'll talk seriously. About it. We'll talk about anything. You know, if you've watched our show, you know we will. It's so. got to be PG. Yes, it's got to be okay for the children's. Yes, because my 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 wife has uh, said, well, you know, we probably could make some turn back time after darks that would be pretty entertaining. Yes, yes topics, 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 topics. Yeah. Um, throughout history that would uh, be quite entertaining. Yeah. But my uh, mom watches uh, the show though, so I have to be careful. <laughs> and your aunt, what was it? Yes, uh, Sally. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She's a nice lady. She's a super nice lady. Aunt, Aunt Sally, if you're there, it was a pleasure meeting you. <laughs> Pedaloom, California. Great day. All right. So um, not sure what we're talking about next week. Um, I get to go to Georgia, actually, to celebrate uh, a friend of ours, Yemfer's uh, wedding in Dahlonega. So I'm excited to see that. But we'll probably record. Maybe we can record a different day next week and uh, and then drop it for our TBT so looking forward, drop in the comments, anything like that. We're going to post some reels on Instagram things. Uh, Bark, anything else for the good of the people? Um, I will be broadcasting from Southwest Washington, but I'm going to Disney on Ice next week. Oh, let's go. That's going to be dope. In Portland? Yes, sir. At the Coliseum. Love that. Love me some of that. All right. Uh, until next time, I'm the turn. I'm the Bark. And we're going to be here a long time. Have a good night, everybody. Be safe. And be well.